Now on to our listeners. T3 understands what took place. The night you started listening to wrestling podcasts, you got down on your knees, put your little hands together and said a prayer and it sounded like this. Oh dear God, you see my name's Billy and I just love wrestling podcasts, but there's just one problem. They all absolutely suck. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said, Bob, but my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. You are absolutely right. They do suck. But there is one thing and one thing only that you can do. You must go find the show that is simply electrifying. You must go find Take Two Takedown. Oh, but God, anybody but take... Know your role and shut your mouth. And then as fear went through your body, tears went down your cheek and piss rolled down your leg. Your house started to shake, the clouds parted and the heavens opened. And what seemed like millions and millions of voices said to you in unison, Jabroni, if you smell what T3 is cooking... Merry Christmas. This is John. I'm here with my buddy Craig. What's up? I do prefer Merry Christmas as opposed to Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas annoys me for some reason. You know what else annoys me? Mm -hmm. Just being generic and saying Happy Holidays. Right. Like, I get the idea that we don't want to offend anybody that doesn't celebrate Christmas, but just take it as it is. If you came to me and said Happy Hanukkah, I'd be like, thank you. Right. But we can't say Happy Hanukkah now because Hanukkah's over. I know. Or, you know... Mary Kwanzaa? Mary Kwanzaa? Happy Kwanzaa? Happy Kwanzaa? I don't know, but if you came to me and you gave me the salutation for the belief you have, mm-hmm. I would be fine with that. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start walking around just being like, Happy Ash Wednesday to people. Uh, going too far? Yeah. Happy Ramadan. Yep. Happy Winter Solstice? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hope everybody has their Yule Log lit to keep out the bad spirits. Oh, man. <laughs> We're going down the nerd hole. We did watch Sabrina. Oh, well, on that hot take, uh, welcome hey, to Take Two Takedown. Hey, do you know what gift we got? Uh, was it a big steaming pile of fun? <laughs> no. We're going to get a new era of WWE. New era. All four McMahons were there. And you know what? We're going to share it with all our new friends mm-hmm. and all of our current friends. Yes. And they can interact with us. They sure can. How so, sir? They can get us on the Twitter, at Take2Takedown. They can email our mailbag, which is coming back big in 2019, the mailbag we, segment. We literally got a stack of emails, yeah. and we just have We've, slacked off. Anyone that's been listening, you know, we're tweaking the show a little bit every episode to get to get what we feel is the best product for you. So now we're putting the mailbag back into it starting did, in 2019. you make our show sound like a tampon commercial? That's what it is. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, if you want to email us your letters about tampons or anything else. No. Uh, triple no, T bag. Nothing about that. At gmail.com. Again, triple T bag at gmail.com for all of your wrestling and tampon related no. questions. Or you no can call us. Stuff. If you have any questions about wrestling or your tampon, call our hotline. Well, yes. <laughs> call our hotline. 434-602-1931. 
Operator. Uh, operator Tony by. is standing by. And if there's one person I know that, that can answer all your tampon questions. What about tampons? I mean, he, the two topics he knows. Tampons, wrestling. Ask him either one, and he'll listen to your voicemail and call you back right he away. Knows absolutely <laughs> nothing about wrestling. <laughs> so I think he's the perfect operator. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um... So interact with us. We did have this past weekend the TLC match, the TLC event, the twelve match filled uh, extravaganza, and you, that was TLC twenty eighteen. You want to know my take on TLC? Yeah, it was twelve matches too long. It was yeah. The there. only one I cared about was the main event. Uh huh. With Becky, Charlotte, and Oscar. Mm-hmm. I knew there'd be some shenaniganry. Shenaniganry. And uh, I was right. Yeah. Uh, I think we all knew uh, we were on a downward slope. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch, I love you. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to yeah. make sure you got that. I had to get it in I every, love the every man. episode of the year. Love the man. You do, this is the one time I want to say the man is keeping me down. You do love the man and no, many no, no. men. No, what? no. See, no. You took that way out of context. <laughs> See, John, we knew that this TLC match was going to go badly all night. Because when you have a pre-show and what you start the pre-show with is what we all know would probably end up being match of the night with the 205. Yeah. Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy. When you had that to start out of pre-show, you're like, oh, this is not going to be good. But they followed it up. They did. They followed it up with an Elias Lashley guitar on a chain match. Now, if you remember last week. But it's a guitar. (laughs) We discussed. It's a guitar. At one point, above, (laughs) and the person that gets it Mm -hmm. gets to use it as a weapon. Right. That Michael Cole as a weapon specifically pulled up paper. Do you remember this shtick? You did this last week to me. Let me get this piece of paper so I have it right. (laughs) That a guitar is suspended above, and the first one to grab it uses as a weapon. The match comes. The first one to get the guitar wins the match. Yeah. So now, was this a mistake on the explanation part? Or was this a game-time decision of, we need to stop this match? I think it was a game-time <laughs> decision of, this is horrible, nobody wants this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The most entertaining thing of the whole match, and we like Elias, that's oh, the yeah. problem. Yeah. But the most entertaining thing of the whole match was Leo Rush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. In the spirit of the holidays, Craig, in yes. the spirit of the holidays, I feel throughout the show we should give the 12 things mm-hmm. that we hate about WWE. Well, we hate. Okay. <laughs> or do you want to go? No, I'm fine. I'm fine with hate. Hate All is right. so much funnier. The first thing mm-hmm. I hate from WWE mm-hmm. is bringing back Bobby Lashley. Yes, I agree. He has done nothing. No, and I think they, they missed an opportunity, like you said. It should have been a guitar and Leo Rush hanging, and then whoever grabs which one first can use it as a weapon. Yep, I could just see Elias <laughs> swinging Leo Rush yeah. around. I think there was a missed opportunity. Beating Lashley with Leo. Yeah. Um, now, one of the things I like on the 12 things I like about... Oh, you're going to do like and I'm going to do I'll hate. do like. Okay. I'll do okay. like. I'm a more positive person, I feel. Yeah, I have hate in my heart. I'm like a Grinch. Uh, the first of the 12 things Three I like... Three sizes too small. ...about WWE... Too small. ...was I appreciated Renee Young's uh, crushed velvet uh, Mrs. Claus outfit that she wore for the evening. I just liked that. I liked she was in the spirit, and I liked that Corey Graves had some red in his jacket. It's like they matched, and then nobody called Michael Cole and told him. 
Because he was just wearing something completely different. Well, it's kind of like when Grandpa comes to dinner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He just shows up and whatever. He could be wearing boxer shorts, some slippers, and a Randy Macho Man Savage t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, all right, Grandpa, let's go. Let's go, Grandpa. Come on. <laughs> let's take a picture. Come on. And that was the pre-show to TLC. Yeah. We started TLC with the match we've all been waiting for. The Mixed Match Challenge Finals. The second thing I hate from the WWE <laughs> is that they've taken something fun, like mm-hmm. the Mixed Match Challenge. And right. It started out, and we were in, into it because it was campy and yeah. fun. The wrestlers got to show wrestlers a whole different side to have of them. fun with it. Yeah. And they beat it like a rented mule mm-hmm. to where nobody cared. I think it was, uh, I might give credit to the wrestling life here. I hope they were the ones that said it of the many podcasts that we listened to. Uh, but I believe they stated that the season two of the Mixed Match Challenge somehow started before season one. Because it no seems idea. like it's been going on but forever. But it does feel like a forever thing. Mm-hmm. And when your main wrestlers all bow out because they got hurt or yeah. had something better to do, yeah. that just tells you what you know backing they gave to this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only enjoyable part you get about this is what you knew would be the enjoyable part, which is the R-Truth Carmella shtick that would happen... I think we all knew they were going to win. I'm so tired of it. (laughs) But I laughed when R-Truth said he had to pick where their destination was going to go before the match, and he picked WWE headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut as their trip to go to. That makes me laugh. You like that. That makes me laugh. It was so predictable. So predictable. It was horrible. Mm Mm-hmm. I I predicted their event their trip was going to be All to right. the next night's Raw. I'm done going play by play. Let's just get into the meat of it and talk about the goods and the bads. Oh, uh, there's a lot of bads. Bad for me. Mm-hmm. Probably the worst thing, the the biggest letdown, was Rollins and Ambrose. It yeah. was a twenty something minute match, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was them wrestling not well. No, no. Nope. And then it culminates into Rollins finally losing it and doing a beatdown on Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could have made this match eight minutes, had yeah. that, and I would have been, you know, thanking the wrestling gods for a great match. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. instead, you gave me this crap before. Yeah. Yeah. And we get this? Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not okay with that. Yeah. Um, in terms of things I did not like, I was not a fan of the Strowman Corbin thing with. Strowman coming out with his arm in a sling and then having all these other people come out and fight down. See, I kind of like that. I, I, I kind of like I liked it. the Kurt Angle coming out. That, I, I admit, I didn't eh. see coming. I knew that they were going to have him beat down. I didn't see it was going to be Kurt Angle at the end. But So, I like the premise. I didn't mm-hmm. enjoy the delivery. But right. I like the fact that, like, Braun comes out and calls out a technicality on Corbin. I think you seem to forget. Mm-hmm. This is a no D- stipulations, exactly. no DQ match. Mm-hmm. So, uh... I'm not going to wrestle you, but I got some friends that are. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I like the little turn with Heath Slater. Yeah. I kind of think, like, I'm kind of into the whole Slater being a ref wrestler. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. thing. That's good. They they haven't done that shtick in a while. Yeah. And I like it. Like, I think, and I honestly think someone like Slater could pull it off for a good long time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. So, it still makes me a little sad about Rhino. Well, in kayfabe, yeah, Rhino had to go. Mm-hmm. But in reality, Rhino retired. Yeah, he exactly. left on his own accord. Exactly. But I would have let it, preferred it to be a a real retirement. Like, but I mean, that was Rhino's way of putting Slater over. Maybe, yeah. I give so you that. I, I give kudos to Rhino. I 
It was a great career that he had. I liked mm-hmm. him back in the 90s. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, exactly. you know, good for him. I hope he moves on and does what he wants to do. I think he's going to go down and be a trainer at Full Sails. And uh, uh, I know he's a big boating guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think. Florida seems like the place for him then. Yeah. Um, Mysterio Orton. Could have cared so, less about that match. If you wanted to see people move furniture, <laughs> I don't know if you know this. It was a chairs match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a shit ton of chairs. Shit ton of chairs. Do I care? Mm-hmm. Nope. Not at all. Nope. Uh, how did you feel about the McIntyre Balor match? Like I, I think technically I I enjoyed it. Like at one point, you see McIntyre's like five digit hand placement on Balor's chest because they are he is for real chest slapping him for a while, and I appreciate that. Um, I, you knew Ziggler was going to come in at some point. Yeah, like that was a given. Um. I always like it. No matter how many times I do it, I always like people's surprise coming out of the audience. I enjoy that more than surprise down the ramp, personally. So, I mean, I don't like... Like, I haven't liked how they've just kept Balor down the whole time. Yeah. And this doesn't do anything for him. No. Even um, this win, quote-unquote win, does nothing. Yeah, and then, like... This just goes and puts a side view between uh, Dolph and Finn... You know, if you want McIntyre to be this big, you know, A-lister, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. champion contender, I don't think you're selling him strong enough. Mm-hmm. Like, you put him in with Balor, and we know Balor's your punching bag. So right. we know he's going to win, or it's going to be a shady win for Balor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then McIntyre came on strong for a little bit. Now he's yeah. starting to slip a little bit. Like, I don't know... WWE has always had an issue with their characters where something catches and they don't know how to hold on to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yes. like this is the biggest fear we all have for Becky. Mm-hmm. Like she is organically over. She is the man. She can do a ton of things. Yeah. And if you saw her on SmackDown this week, you know, she is there with McMahon. Mm-hmm. Why didn't she just go off cuff? That's what McMahon likes. If you've got the proverbial brass ring, Mm -hmm. you own it. Why didn't Mm -hmm. she call him out and be like, hey, this is bullshit. Yeah. I am the champ. I got screwed by Ronda Rousey at TLC. Yep. I don't care if you think it's an outdated clause or not. I have legitimate uh, callback to that title. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get why they did it. They are trying to build Rousey and Lynch mm-hmm. and probably Charlotte because we all know Lynch can't have a one-on-one match. No, for a no, title. that's not she allowed. Has to have that's a three-way um, mm-hmm. for WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I just going back to McIntyre through all of this. It's like if you're going to book him strong, keep him strong. If you're going to have a match like this, it doesn't help anybody. No, no, it, it, nobody. Was sort of progressed by that, right? At all, like not even Ziggler, who was supposed to be the surprise. Like I said, we all knew it was happening, so there, he, it's not like he got a pop because he came out. Like, I don't know, I don't know. I wanna, I wanna put out there as much as you and I have championed the cause. I think the day of Dolph is. I think it's it's coming, coming to it's, it's coming to an end. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's 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 been a worker for years. I mean, it's a three-year contract, and mm-hmm. he's got at least two and a half years left yeah, on it. Yeah, that's a long two and a half but years. But I think he's just going to be a jobber yeah. by the end. Yeah, which is sad. But he'll probably go to somewhere like Right Coast Pro or Maryland Championship Wrestling, and he can excel there. I would actually like that. I would love to see him there. Especially at, like, Right Coast Pro. Mm-hmm. I was, he goes Or he goes to Maryland Championship. It's, uh, like, Ziggler against, like, Joey Mercury. 
I could see that. That would be good. I don't know. Now that you said something, I think a dream match would be Jerry Baldwin versus Adolph Ziggler. <sighs> that would be good. Or even a Cecil Whirlwind. A Cecil Whirlwind, the children's champion? There's no one that looks like they hate kids more than Ziggler. I'm just saying, why. that would just be cause. fun. That would be. That would be. I like that. All right, let's get back to right. WWE. Um, one of the things I do love, again, or appreciate that WWE gives us, is no matter how annoying she may be at times, I appreciate what Liv Morgan puts her body through sometimes. <laughs> because that uh, that push off the ring to go through the table, like I know she took it on her back like you're supposed to, but that looked like a hard push and a hard table hit she took from Natalia. Like, really hard. When she saved Ruby Riot from getting knocked off and took it. I, I appreciate Liv Morgan. Now, for the match itself, meh. I, I, okay. I laughed a little bit okay. at the uh, Natalia bringing out the table with Ruby Riot fathead sticker on it. Did you really? I uh, Come on. All right, you the, had to chuckle at that a little the bit. The third thing I hate about WWE... <laughs> Is the predictability in their shtick. And mm-hmm. this leads right into it. Like, okay, Ruby Riot is going to bring out a fat head of Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Mm-hmm. What's Natalia going to yeah. do? Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's going to have something as payback. Yep. We both know that Ruby Riot's going to lose this match. Mm-hmm. It's so predictable that it hurts to even watch. Hurts. And, and not only does it hurt to watch, but it's like you can call that match. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. was nothing in that match that was new. No. There was no. nothing in that match that was no. like, wow, that's a cool twist. I knew she'd pull out the jacket to wear from her dad. Like, that was a given. There, She'd have a new pair of his sunglasses mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. I, You know... Something Uncle uh, Brett gave her. Yes. I, yeah. I don't know, but it just that just really tears me up. And, and, and it leads into the whole, you have this talent base. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have a Liv Morgan. You have a Sarah Logan. You mm-hmm. have this awesome wrestler that we both love in yeah. Ruby Riot, mm-hmm. And you're just not letting them be who they can be? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not okay with that. Not okay with not that. Not okay with that at all. Um, the other things on TLC, the Brian Styles match, man, this whole, as we've talked about before, this new Daniel Bryant has McMahon written all over it. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, I, uh, you know, champion the green, but like, I, I don't know. I'm going to champion I, the green with violence. Yeah. Like, no, it, I, so... I've been thinking about it over this past week Mm -hmm. because you and I have been talking about it. And ever since AJ came in, he came in strong. He was a champion right away. But he has had the same match with everybody he has wrestled. Pretty much, yes. Mm -hmm. Ball shots. Mm -hmm. Always getting the short end of the stick. Mm -hmm. Always being the, you know, comeback kid where... With Joe, it was his wife. With Daniel, it was his balls. With uh, Nakamura, it's his balls. With, you know, anybody else, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's been... They pick on something, and he's got to come from... Right, exactly. He's got to dig deep. Yeah. And, and, and really I mean, go for it, a, yeah. Why can't you just have AJ come out and be like, I am a talent, I have all this... I mean, he's probably the epitome of what a modern-age wrestler should be. Yes, He's an incredible athlete, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you can't let him be? No, well, that's the you thing. You have to. I, I can't remember a match he has had where he has. it has been a quick two- to four-minute match where he dominates and walks away the winner. 
Like, I cannot think of a match like that. You that never happened. leave him strong. You leave him, like, having to build up some mm. internal power to, to get through. I, yeah. I don't like... I don't like it. The fourth thing I hate about WWE... Yes. Mm-hmm. ...is that they don't allow their talent to shine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have to play the character more than who they really are. Right, right. Yeah, that is true. That so is true. I am just not a fan of that. That. Um, you're behind, sir. I'm on number four. I think you're still on number three. I'm on three. Um, uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, hard to uh, say about things you like, right? Fourth thing I love you, you about for the... number two. You complimented Renee Young's outfit. <laughs> yes. Where do you go from there? Uh, I appreciate. Okay. And I know we already talked about it. I still appreciate Becky and Charlotte <laughs> fighting. I have, I like the fact that they've given Asuka something. We thought Asuka was going to go in and just be the one who eats the pin. She wasn't. But she was still the third wheel She was the still the third wheel. She benefited from the outcome of the main story. Yes. But this, to me, is uh, the same thing they did with Nakamura. This is going to be, why are you upset that we're burying Asuka? She has a belt. She can't be mad. Like, so... Do you want a spoiler? Uh, no, I know that they've already done everything next week. Okay. And I know that uh, they are they did this whole gauntlet match and stuff like that to see, and I believe it's uh, Natalia against her next week. Uh, but I don't want to know. I know they've okay, already taken no, no, no. it. So here's the thing: in, in TLC, we see Ronda Rousey interferes with the match, causing Charlotte and Becky their chance, mm-hmm. and Oscar capitalizes on it, and she's now the women's heavyweight champ for SmackDown. Right. Great. Great. Um, and I agree it. with you. I don't think they are going to allow Asuka to be as strong as she was. I don't think you really can, though. Mm-hmm. Like, the undefeated streak and all that, I don't think you can keep that and have the rest of the female characters um, come out strong. Right. Right. That is so, true. Number is... five on my oh most Oh, my gosh. You're, you're just coming so fast. It's easy. <laughs> There's a lot to not like. Mm-hmm. Number five, and I saved it for the middle because this is a big one. Mm-hmm. Stories. They are great at stories on WWE. The story <laughs> writing, the production value of any type of character development is shit. But it doesn't matter because things are changing. This well, was, That was Baron Corbin's fault. You're right. That was Baron Corbin. We're in a new era. We're in a new era. Now, if it was Baron's Cor- Baron Corbin's fault on Raw... Are they blaming it on Paige on SmackDown? Because no, like, no. McMahon comes out no. and and thanks Paige for her service. Yeah. And like you won't be a general manager. We're taking over again, mm. but we still have another role for you. Yeah. What is that? Uh, I I can go dark on you mm-hmm. and tell you a funny joke, or I can keep it clean mm-hmm. and be like, is she going to be a valet? Is mm. she going to be a manager? Is she going to be? Maybe she'll be a ref. A ref. <laughs> they did it with Slater. Why not do it with her? I don't know. Um, other than that, I'm sure there's some backstage positions she could hold. <laughs> you said you weren't going to go dark. That wasn't dark. It's how you interpret. You were <clears throat> so dark. You were All so dark. Right. Well, um, so that was pretty much TLC, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you had the Ronda Nia match and they kept Ronda strong and they allowed Nia to show up a little bit, but I think they did what we predicted where mm. now I think. Ronda will stay strong, and they'll carry her through WrestleMania so that she can face Becky and or Charlotte. 
And um, yeah. I think Nia is going to get buried for a while. The the only benefit I see of them continuing to build Rousey and doing a Becky Charlotte Rousey triple threat is that has the potential to main event WrestleMania. They won't let a singles female match, I think, main event it, but they'll let that triple threat main event. It. I don't, but I don't know why you need to have a triple threat. Oh, I completely agree. I completely agree. Unless, unless you start playing it up or have Becky play it up where it's like, look, no one woman has a chance against me. Mm-hmm. That's why every title match I'm in, it's a three way at least. Yeah. yeah. So, how do you think they're going to play this out? How do you think they're going to get Ronda? To face Becky Lynch and Charlotte for their the the title, is it going to be like Charlotte comes back, beats Oscar for the title, then challenges Ronda? In the meantime, Becky Lynch has to go win the Royal Rumble to get her spot in. Yeah, that, and then I think that would I or, think that would be the way to do it. Is uh, Becky winning Royal Rumble? Well, because I mean, like, she got her. She got her climb because she kept saying, I'm out here every night. Yeah. I'm conquering all these people. Mm-hmm. I'm climbing the ladder. I'm exactly. doing what I have to do. And that do. is the epitome of Royal Rumble and is conquering Royal all these people. And do they start her out at, like, number three position and she has to stay in the whole time because they love that They story. love that. They love number one or two or three winning that shit. Yeah. And we know number 30 already is not going to win it since that'll be Carmella. <laughs> so, my number six thing that I hate yes. about the WWE. yes. And it coincides with number five. Mm -hmm. The thing I hate the most Mm -hmm. is that we, the fans, Mm -hmm. tell better stories than the show. And why does that piss me off? Mm -hmm. Because we are just people that enjoy the product Mm -hmm. or want to enjoy the product, I should say. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, and this goes into the whole new era thing because they threw it in our laps. Mm Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that my opinion, the person that spends money, that garnishes your product, that wants to enjoy what you want to give me, mm-hmm. my opinion doesn't matter? No, it does. We are the authority now. That's right. We are the authority. The, the McMahons have told us. Right. We the fans. But I think I took it kind of as an affront where they looked at us and they went, yeah, we haven't been listening to you and now we're gonna because if it still sucks... It's your fault. We gave it back to you. It's kind of like the, okay, we'll give you what you asked for, but we're not really. So now Uh, we don't have to accept responsibility. You effed up. Well, the thing that I didn't like about it was along those same lines, them saying, now you're the authority. Now you're in charge. Just boldface admits we weren't listening to you before. We did not care. But wasn't it <laughs> Stephanie that did many an interview and they said the success of WWE right. is that we listen to We our... listen to the fans. Yeah. Yes, okay. exactly. All right. Well, um, uh-huh. Yeah. There's that. Uh, but and uh, number five uh, that I'm on of things I enjoy about WWE is while it may be uh, digging themselves out of a hole, while it may be all just its own sort of kayfabe storyline, I appreciate, I like how all the minds are just, I don't really like it. I just appreciate, I appreciate the effort. I appreciate the, except the fact. I appreciate the effort that they are at least admitting we've sucked. Like, I do. That's, that's a big step for someone like Vince. They've stepped behind the curtain and they're like, okay, yeah, maybe we We admit that four times in this past 12 months, we've had the lowest history 
the lowest ratings in Raw history ever. Like, and there were some really bad times in wrestling. And if you're telling me this you, is the lowest, like, that's bad. So do you remember back in the 90s, mm-hmm. they used to have the 976 numbers? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and you could call in to, like, wrestling shows and mm-hmm. say, I want to see Stone Cold right. and Bret Hart. Exactly. I want to see. Yeah. I think they need to do that again. Oh, they like, would. fan vote matches. They would die. I mean, phone numbers and lines would explode nowadays. But see, there's this modern era where you mm-hmm. can tweet in and if they do, I don't know if you know this, but WWE puts out some of the stupidest polls I've ever the seen. Most which idiotic leads polls. me into number seven. Oh my gosh. <laughs> number seven of the things I hate about WWE is why? Why do you feel the continual need to insult my intelligence? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. put out a poll like who has the best left hook? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When a straight punch is not legal in wrestling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like you are spitting in my face. Mm-hmm. I, there is a part of me that wonders if in, especially the social media uh, room that runs WWE, if some of them are like, you know what? We are putting out crap as a show. I'm just going to put out crap as social media sometimes, too. Like, if they're not going to care about the show they're writing on Mondays and thir- and Tuesdays, then screw it. I'm going to put out a poll where the best man wrestler in all of wrestling is Becky Lynch. Yeah. Just who, to dig at people. Who wears the kick pads the best? <laughs> you know, it's stupid stuff like that that I just don't appreciate. No. And no. it's like, you have this network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. And I... You're killing yourselves because I would rather go back and watch an Attitude Era Royal Rumble mm-hmm. than the one you're going to give me this year. That's true. That's true. But uh, number six, things I like about WWE is the network. <laughs> I could watch that network all day, every day. It's it's all it's all Attitude Era Royal I Rumbles, like being, but I can still watch it. I do like being able to go back. I absolutely love the second season of Edge and Christian's uh, epic show of all. Awesome agreed, Moves. agreed. It's I, I, I love story time. Story time. I'm a diehard fan of Road Trip. Yeah. <laughs> but it's because it's because we get to see the other side, right? Right. It's because you know, like the Edge and Christian show, they they give us the comedic side of the wrestling storylines that we grew up with. Yeah. The story time and the road trip and mm-hmm. all that stuff gives us like that backside of like, they're still in character, but they get to be a little more themselves. Yeah, yeah. So I, I appreciate that. I like that. Like mm-hmm. when you've got Big E in the back of a Suburban making pancakes. Yeah, love it. It's hilarious. Love me. it, love it, love it. So I'm just... You set your, uh, yourself up for failure when you're like, remember how good our product was? Yeah, that's kind of the problem. That's the way into. I'm looking at it. So yeah, mm-hmm. they're introducing a new era. Mm-hmm. The McMahons and Safe Helmsley. Everybody asks where Linda McMahon is. I don't think anybody realizes Linda McMahon is a presidential cabinet member. Yeah, she has stuff to do. Like, she legit is a government employee. Like, here, here's what I wonder. Um, if we worked on Capitol Hill, yeah, and we saw her, would we have the balls to walk up and be like, "Look, I appreciate everything you do for small business. I think it makes sense that you're in this position, but why is your husband and children putting out shit on television every Monday? It, like, would so, we be, would we feel comfortable doing that? Okay, so mm-hmm. 
you know that we work in Washington, D.C. Right. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time in the congressional office buildings mm-hmm. because of my job. Yeah. Um, with that being said, when Linda McMahon was going through her confirmation hearings mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be the cabinet member on small business. Right, right. Um, her, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon were in the buildings together. I, I now, remember hearing this from you, yes. Yeah. So I wanted desperately to meet them. Mm-hmm. And... I've read the history of WWE, and what a lot of people don't understand is Linda McMahon was a lot of the like background. Oh players. yeah, she was the head accountant. Yeah, she was the one of the bookers. She yeah. was. I mean, she, she did, did that backstage a, stuff. She exactly. literally built that company with Vince. Right, Vince, Vince might have been the face, face and, and had the characters. Right, but she handled the books, and mm-hmm. that's a big part of the company. Oh yeah, especially for how big they've gotten. So now that I've blown sunshine there. Um, yeah, and I wanted to see Triple H, and I wanted to see Stephanie. Of course. Um, I was locked in a meeting, mm-hmm. and some of my coworkers, who were supposed to be in the meeting with me, mm-hmm. weren't supposed to lead the room. They had to stay where we were. Uh, took it upon themselves to not only go out, but they walked to a whole different building, mm-hmm. met them, mm-hmm. took pictures with them, mm-hmm. and then proceeded to send it to me while I was in the meeting giving my presentation. Got it. So is this somehow your number eight thing you hate about WWE? Is no, that it's just what I hate about my coworkers. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. It gotcha. has nothing to do with them. <laughs> I actually, actually like mm-hmm. having the authority. Yes. Like, I like that concept. I love that concept. I want it to come back, but I don't want it to be cheesy McMahon authority, mm-hmm. like, where Vince comes in and he's like, this is how I've always done it. We're going to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, and I'm going to let my kids run the show. Yeah. And then you have Stephanie and Shane trying to outdo each other with the stupidity. Mm-hmm. And how many changes can we make? Yeah. And then Triple H is just sitting there going, well, at least NXT is good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's just waiting for because Wednesdays. Like, <laughs> like 205. 205 is circling the drain it is and, it is and it's a shame because i think they gave it to triple h we got the little pop we saw how good it could have been mm-hmm. but i don't think it ever got that fair shake no, no and i think in all the times they've been trying to fix it to get it somewhere mm-hmm. they've just killed it more yeah like they you make it more difficult for me to get follow them and when you only have 12 wrestlers mm-hmm. wrestling each other every week we get bored of that you know i know they used to do it as a segment do you think something like 205 would have done better if they said we will start or end every Raw with the last hour or the first hour being 205. Do you think it would have I think I, it would have been better for them? My idea with like a 205, you make it a division. You have a cruiserweight division mm-hmm. in the main show. You've got three hours. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. It gives you a whole nother set of characters and a whole nother storyline that you can fit in there. I mean, and it's only, you only need to give them 30 minutes a, a show. Yeah. Because you throw in commercials and all that shit. Cause I would imagine, I don't know what their ratings are on the network, but I would imagine you put it at the beginning or the end of raw every week. You're going to minimum double the amount of eyes that see that just because people are used to turning mm-hmm. on raw. No, you put like, it, like they would just turn it on at eight, whether it was raw or two Oh five. I'm like, just saying you put, the cruiserweight, you take out the 205 mm-hmm. thing, you put in a cruiserweight division, 
and you have that start like the second hour. Mm-hmm. So like I watch the first hour so I can get my fill in on what's going on. Mm-hmm. The second hour can be like, oh, and now I've got a whole nother thing where I can watch this cruiserweight thing. Mm-hmm. Then you leave the end for the build of next week or the pay-per-view. You could even just have they do. backstage things during 205 that still lead to the bigger show. But I'm just saying like in the cruiserweight thing, if you give them the first 30 minutes of the second hour of Raw, mm-hmm. you can have... One 20 minute match and then 10 minutes of story building. Mm-hmm. And it's perfect. It's it's that nice little package. You can keep your, your performers and it works well. You can have the cruiserweights interact with the heavyweights, yeah. quote unquote, mm-hmm. and it works well. Yeah. So my eighth thing oh my that I Already hate <laughs> is what they've done with their talent pool. Mm-hmm. You're buying up every piece of real estate out there. I get right. it. You're right. you're a land baron in the wrestling world. If their name's on it and somebody said, hey, I liked them, give them a contract. Yeah. So nobody else can use them. Yeah. You have all this talent. Mm-hmm. And you're going to waste it on the same six people. Mm-hmm. Now, I like Seth Rollins. I like Dean Ambrose. I like Braun Strowman. I like all these characters you give me. Yeah. But I don't need them. Every minute of every show. Yeah. So what I hate is develop your talent, use your talent, and keep it fresh. Give me, you know, we've talked about it. I know Mm. other shows talk about it. Either have an off-season or have different um, wrestlers for different parts. Right, right. Like someone's there for six months and gone for three or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, so that we we get a goodbye and we get a little time to refresh, to push. mm push the, you know, pause button, remember what they've done, and then they come back new to us and they can bring new stuff for us. Got it. Can I can I give you my number six, even though it's going to end on a thing I don't like? <laughs> remember, you're the positive. I know. I'm going to start with positive. Okay. I, I, you know what? I'm going to make this six and seven Ooh, because I'm that, I like this that much, is NXT. I love NXT. I look more forward to NXT watching on Wednesdays often than I do on Mondays and Tuesdays. I go back to my comment where Triple H <laughs> says at least NXT is still yeah, good. I, I, I love NXT. I love their storyline. I love that they convince it all in an hour. Like, they do it right. Let me mm-hmm. take this as a, as a good segue because okay. you said, hey, listen, they're bringing up some yes. new people from NXT. I like who they picked. I agree. I liked... Save maybe Lacey Evans because she's really, I think, could develop a little more. But I like who they picked. Yeah, I mean, because we got Lars, uh, Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross, uh, EC3, and, and Heavy Machinery. Machinery. Now, here's the thing that, that, that gets me about it, though. And I'm hoping it's because they use their head. Mm-hmm. All of these people are kind of meh mm-hmm. in NXT. They're like, either had their pop and they're dwindling down. Right. Or... They still have time to develop. So when you bring them up to the main show, we're not going to expect them to be main carters. The right. only one that they've given any huge push to is Lars. Right. And I think they have plans for him to come in and be a heavy like on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, like EC3, I've never been like, I don't mind him, mm-hmm. but I've never been like a champion of EC3. And you're a big fan of him. I'm a big fan of the theme song, at um, least. But I ah, think... Damn. I think 1%. his time in NXT 
Like NXT's not for him. No, he, he needs a bigger he, he show. Needs bigger. He needs yes. more pomp and circumstance. He needs to be the over the top obnoxious person. Yes, and yes. I think he can get that on the main show. So I look forward to that. Yeah, Nikki Cross. I'm worried they're gonna saddle her with sanity, and she's yep. just gonna be putting. She's the, gonna be just gone. The abyss with the ascension. Sanity showed up this week. Hadn't seen them in a month at least. Yeah, I think it's because Nikki's coming. Even Gallows and Anderson came out, and I love the fact that Gallows and Anderson came out. And said, we haven't been on here since August. You haven't seen us on the show since August. Like, I like that they admit that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, that's that's my number eight. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the problem I have with their talent. They're not using them. Yeah. Um, um, but so anyway. I, anyway, I like NXT. I love NXT. I agree that I like the people they brought up. How this leads into something negative is I, I at this point, it due to the past, I have no faith that WWE will do this right. So I can see. I look at Sanity. I look at AOP. I'm heavy machinery's gone. They're not going to come up right. That's the problem I have with bringing up a tag team is they're not doing anything with tag teams right now. No, no. So they're not going to get the like. Otis should get a lot more than what he's getting. Yeah, he's a talented big dude. He is. He is. What are the chances that? Heavy machinery is coming up on the time that Rhino is going out because they didn't want people to get Rhino and Otis confused. (laughs) Never thought of it that way. I don't think I needed to. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Same okay. person. But I can see why that would be six and seven. NXT mm-hmm. is that good. It's that good. It's that I, good. I really like it. Mm-hmm. So. <sighs> but what do we it's think? A it's, era, it's a new era, That's That's what We're I think we need. We're ushering in a new era. You know what the new era stands for right now? Mm-hmm. No automatic rematch clause. That's the only that's, thing that's changed. That's true, yeah. Like, you tell us you're going to usher. You spend... Half of the first hour telling mm-hmm. us you're going to usher in a new era, and then you give us all the same matches. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And that was for both Raw and SmackDown. You know, the the one thing I, I actually thought about this during that half hour of, you know, new era discussion. When Corbin came out and was whining that it, he should have had his chance, I feel the thing that they should have done would have been, you know what, Corbin, you're right. Let's have a match right now. You win, you get control of Raw. You don't, you walk away. And Triple H take off his jacket and wrestle him right there. (laughs) Just beat the crap out of him. That would have been new era stuff. This leads me into one of my number nine things I hate about WWE. I was so close to number seven. You're at number eight now because you did six and seven for NXT. I know, but now we're two apart. Number nine. Mm -hmm. The show's formats. Three hours is too long. You open up both shows the same way where we get some long soliloquy about somebody being crybaby about something. Mm -hmm. You end the show the same way where you're trying to get this huge pop over. Mm -hmm. It's like, look, change it up a little bit. Do something. Give us a new look, a fresh take. Mm -hmm. You haven't done that since you started another new era. Yeah. Like, I I, I just... Give give me something new. Like, the shows need to grow. You need to keep your fingers on the pulse of your audience Mm -hmm. and find out that it's like... The fans are the authority now, John. The fans are the authority. But it's our fault if it sucks. Right, yes. Even though we're telling them, hey, look, change the format. Mm -hmm. No, it was Baron Corbin's fault that it sucked before, though. He made all the decisions. I see. Um, So I think we can end this general discussion on what do we uh, hope... For this new era, and what do we think is going to happen with this new era? 
Like, what do you feel is coming in early 2019 between now and WrestleMania from this quote unquote new era of McMahon reign? Um, knowing the McMahon reign and all that, I think mm-hmm. we're going to get a lot of hot takes. Like, mm-hmm. hey, who's popular right now? They'll be put on a board. How can we get them to fight each other? That's going to happen. Yeah. All right. We're going to hot take all of this, and then we're going to be able to sit back and go, you asked for a Becky Charlotte Ronda. We gave it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you want Dean Ambrose <laughs> to go to the hospital and beat up on, you know, Roman while he's getting his cancer <laughs> treatment. You want this. You asked for it. We did it. I think it's almost like, how can we go back to Attitude Era stunts? Mm-hmm. But still keep it PG. Right, right. Maybe we go PG thirteen era. I mean, because we are we already went with uh, dead parent shtick, and, and uh, we're, but now we're, we're not talking coffin. We're just using fathead stickers. It, and we are freely allowing the word bitch. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's fun. So that's fun. Um, but I think they saw with Becky Lynch being the man and being a lot like Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I got to talk about this because it just totally fits Becky. On SmackDown, she's calling out Ronda Rousey being mm-hmm. a, a rowdy Roddy Piper imitation. Yes, yes. And then uh, who walks out but Charlotte? And she's like, and look at this clown. She dresses like me now. Yeah. Everybody wants to be somebody else. Why yeah. can't you? I'm just me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love Becky Lynch and I love that, I'm like, yeah, but you're just you doing a Stone Cold stunt. Yeah. And I, and, but... I get that you have to. Like, I don't know. It's it's kind of like movies. I don't know if there's anything new and fresh out there. That, like, the you thing, can yeah. refresh an old idea and make it unique. Which I think is what she's doing. Right. right. And I appreciate mm-hmm. that. But, you know, she came to it organically. Yeah. You brought her up. The crowd put her over. And now she is running with that. Mm-hmm. That's what we want to see. Mm-hmm. The reverse of that is Charlotte, where... If you're trying to take some of the the backing mm-hmm. that we give to Becky and give it to Charlotte because she looks like her and she's trying to talk like her now, yeah, yeah, it's not going to happen. Did you mean uh, Charlotte or did you mean uh, Sandra D from Greece in the final scene? Because that's didn't she? <laughs> didn't she? <laughs> like I assumed she would. Wait, she wait, would Craig, blow out a, Craig, a cigarette and say, Craig, "Tell Craig. me about it, stud." Oh, you stole my line. <laughs> Fuck. I was going to let you talk, and I was going to be like. Tell me about it, stud. You better shape up. Because I need a man. You need a man. It's bad that we know. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> number eight. Number eight for you. The thing I appreciate like about WWE. Being able to reference it to me, Greece. Me and you could somehow <laughs> swing Grease singing and Sabrina into a show about wrestling that we could talk about. Oh, the, the, I will agree with you. One of the good things about wrestling is because... It tries to cater to everyone, mm-hmm. even though it sucks most of the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it gives everybody something that they can discuss. Yeah, that's whether very you true. like it or not. Like you can talk about how much you hate WWE, which I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You can talk about all the stuff you like about it, like you're doing. Yeah, and then we can sit here and have an open conversation where you're like, "Yeah, I agree, that sucks," yeah. mm-hmm. and I can look at you and go, "Yeah, I really like the fact." Yeah, we've been tramping the fact that their format and length of show just sucks for the whole length of our show. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, John. I think that's as much WWE talk as we can handle. All right. Well, I've got three more things that I have to tell you. I Do you hate know about what the they w- are? Yeah. Okay. Let me go for it. Go for it. You go with yours, and I'll keep peppering in. I think I'm at nine now. I You're need- at nine. I'm at ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
Number 10 thing I hate about the WWE right now. Yes. All the ball shots. A lot of ball shots. Why is it when somebody shots. turns heel, they have to kick you in the nuts? Yeah, well, that's a good heel thing. Like, good heel thing. And, and and that goes along the line of why is everyone a heel now? Mm-hmm. Like you, I've talked about it a couple shows. Mm-hmm. You have to have faces. Not yeah. everyone can be the despicable heel that we all love to hate. No, because then when, as we've said, when you lose your faces like Roman, like Strowman, you're shit out of luck. Now I you're mean, just going to fight heel against heel because it's all you got. Yeah. So... You have to have a good amount of characters, both good and bad, mm-hmm. that like can balance each other out. Yeah. And it's harder, much harder to be a face because you're limited in what you can do. When you're a heel, you can be like a friendly heel. Mm-hmm. You can be an ultra evil heel. You can be somewhere in the middle. As a face, you have to be like the consummate good guy. Right. You are Captain America. Unless you become the new Daniel Bryan. But he's a heel. He's not a face. <laughs> not anymore. So, like, AJ is a face. Yeah. And he can't do heel things. Like, he hasn't... If he kicks somebody in the balls, we're like, yeah, it's justice because he's been shot 29 times exactly. by the same guy. Exactly. So, I mean, that's number 10. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wait. Now I'll go with number 9. This is a problem because I'm going to be pulling at straws here to think of 12 it's things rough. I it's enjoy. Rough. Considering I've already used NXT and the network, which is pretty much why I continue to watch everything else. Um, mm. I No, I don't like that. Do no, you? I don't like the fact that uh, Raw and SmackDown were against each other uh, not even a month ago, and now they're best friends. Uh, I don't like the fact uh, that they can't seem to get any sort of good storyline. What do I like? Uh, I really like a good portion of their theme songs. They and do walk have good music. music. Yes, they music, do have good music. To the show, to the walk music. I was disappointed. It's just because I'm a huge Shinedown fan. I was mm. disappointed when they went away from Enemies and got a new song for Raw. Right, right. But I used to really, like, I love uh, when they would play Enemies. Like, every Monday night, yeah. I would just turn that up yeah. when I knew Raw was coming mm-hmm, on because mm-hmm. I wanted to hear that song. Yes. So I appreciate their music selection. Yes. On many good things. call. Good that. Excellent call. That's number nine. I will agree with That's you. That nine. is a very good thing. They, I love their theme songs. Mm-hmm. Um, number 11 for me. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Number 11 for me. I hate the disinterest that WWE seems to have for its own product. You look at the commentators. Like, we even call them out. Like, Cole's sitting there texting while he's supposed to be calling a match. <laughs> Yeah, the wrestlers are kind of phoning it in because they realize that they don't, they're not getting the backing of the company. Yeah, you know the 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 company in and of itself is like, hey, we've got big TV money. We don't need to put a lot of effort into it. And I think they're feeling the the pushback now. Like, I hope Fox has come to them and said, hey, look, we gave you a shit ton of money, and this is the product you're going to give us. You're just going to sit back on your ass and enjoy what we gave you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not do anything to promote it forward. I mean, the big thing with wrestling is that it is a live event. Right. That gets right. you a consummate viewer because if I want to watch the show, I got to watch the commercials. Mm. It gets you the you know instant chatter on all the social media because now I am not only watching the show, but I'm talking about your channel. I'm talking mm-hmm. about your program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true, true. So, but... You know, WWE specifically has taken such a disinterest in its product and what have you when it got these deals that it's literally a slap in the face to the fans. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. And where we are going from now to when these deals actually take effect with the Fox area and stuff like that, I have I have no idea. It's, I don't know how are they are going from the the crap they have now to what they're expected to put out and get viewership, get new viewership. Not just the people already watching USA, like us, but you're going to Fox where you need you need people to one follow you there and, and on you, a Friday night. And you need people to be willing to watch this that they have not watched in maybe years if, if not decades. If if you're General dynamic for the your highest populace of watching is eighteen to thirty four year old males. Right, both of what which you, we are out of. But what do you think eighteen to thirty four year old males do on a Friday night? They yeah. do not sit home and watch wrestling. Well, and that's the thing. I think there is this sort of, um, you know, basic stereotype of your general wrestling fan, where when you bring this up, people who don't know better will say, "Well, they're not doing anything on a Friday night anyway." They're Lonely fat guys who are sitting at home eating Cheetos and would watch it. But they don't realize that's the people outside of that demographic, uh, like I us. I don't eat Cheetos. I, I like the cheddar sour cream ruffle chips. Those are good. Those are, I've been in a, on a big Cool Ranch Dorito kick. I can't stand those things. Oh, I love I those I am not a Cool reason. Ranch Dorito guy. I, I don't know why. Like, I am I'm a I go huge... through phases, but... This is not wrestling. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. <laughs> the only thing we're wrestling is that bag of chips open. Sure are. And sure wrestling are. with our self-conscious over our weight. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, uh, but now, can I move on to my uh, number 10 now? I believe is what I am on. I guess so, because I only have one left. Right. Uh, number 10, uh, I appreciate and I like the fact that uh, even though WWE is not doing well with their talent, even though WWE is not promoting a lot of what they should, uh, because of the world we are in now with social media, the wrestlers themselves are doing a hell of a job on Twitter and those kind of social media is promoting themselves. Oh, I love it. There are Twitter feuds. There are Twitter arguments between NXT people, Raw people, SmackDown people, constantly going it's back perfect. and forth. They have done that They've right. done, And it's and all themselves. Yeah, I give the credit to the wrestlers. Yeah, it's all themselves. I, I think there are a few people where it's probably put through WWE before they say it. But I, there are certain people on there that you could tell they just put up whatever they want to put up. And just try their best to not bash the product. Yeah. But, like, the, you know, even you go back to that whole thing of when uh, Charlotte got the chance to fight and everybody else put up, like, you know, like Peyton Royce and Billy Kay and Naomi all, and Lana all put up tweets at the same time like, well, I, I've been here the whole time too. How come I don't have an I, option to fight? I, like, I think that was staged. But... I agree it was probably staged, but I appreciate I the like... fact that they're – able to do that. Right. Like, it gives you contact with those wrestlers that you wouldn't have had Spe- before. Speaking of, like, social media, mm-hmm. did you notice this week on Raw, and I believe SmackDown, where they brought back the uh, ticker tape on oh, the yeah, bottom the with scrolling. the Twitter feed? Yeah, because every time it would pop up, I'd always look, because it it's recently been their, when their live events are, and when their next events are. So you be like, oh, maybe there's one coming to this general East Coast area I didn't know about. But now it's turned back into the what people are liking and hashtagging and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, I, I noticed that they brought that back. Mm. Uh, is that to give you the feel that, like, hey, look, we're listening to you. Yes. We that is see your tweets on the bottom. 1,000%. 1,000%. So my 12th and final thing that Ugh. I hate about WWE Ugh. is I hate how invested I am <laughs> in the fact that I, I – as much as I bash this product, mm-hmm. I am still fully vested, and 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 I watch this with a passion. And yeah. you know, I like you. I love and hate the fact that 
I am so upset with the product, mm-hmm. but it's because I love wrestling so much. Yes, yes. So I hate the fact that I am so hooked, mm-hmm. and I blame WWE for that because I've had WWE my entire life. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm turning 48. Right, you are so much older than me, so and you've still had it your whole life. I've gone through the Hogan era. Mm. I've gone through... The WWF time, I've gone through the Attitude Era, yep. I've gone through the changes, and I have been a fan since day one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, like, I will watch wrestling until I die, even if wrestling itself dies. Like, yes. I, I've seen a lot of WWE moments lately where I'm like, ooh, that looks like the end of WCW. Yeah. 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 That's so, very true. That's very true. All right. So. All right. You have 11 and 12. I have 11 go. and 12. Uh, 11 is easy. Um, because 11, I like, and this is a change that WWE did just this year, I like Renee Young as commentary. I do. I think, I it, think it was a, a great, it was a fresh, smart move on their part. Exactly. Yeah, whole fresh dynamic. Her being a foil to Corey Graves. But I don't like the fact that when her husband wrestles, she has to play ignorant. Yes. And then uh, when they try to call her on it, mm-hmm. she has to play the card of, what happens between a husband and wife is private business, Corey. Yeah. Well, that's what I don't like is because she has to play ignorant. They know she has to play ignorant, and then they still have people like Corey calling her out on it. You know the storyline they're making her say. Like, you're you're not continuing that storyline by asking questions you know they're not going to let her answer. Um, but I still like her on I think she's been great on it. I think it was a smart move of them to move her from backstage, pre-show stuff, to being a constant Raw commentator. And I was, I was in hope that Saxton was gone when they had Otunga come on and do... SmackDown and TLC, I, but he's not. He's just make, on vacation. Yeah, but I want to make a point. <laughs> yeah. The last person to take a vacation mm-hmm. quit. That's true. And That's they true. may have a new position for Paige. Are they going to move her to commentary on SmackDown? If they did that, that That's, would, that would be like smart. the rumor mill. That would be smart. Um, I'm not going to lie. And I, I would be okay with it. They've had I, her on commentary before. I've heard her on various podcasts before. She's good. I mean, like, when she's sober, she's She fun. can talk. Yeah. Well, she's also I heard she's I, a lot of fun when she's not sober. I just want to... I just... The first time I hear SmackDown coming, welcome to SmackDown, Paige. I'm just gonna die. Oh, all right, number twelve, and I think this also falls in line with your number twelve. It was one of the things that I love the most about WWE is how invested everybody is in WWE because you can have a conversation with somebody. That is, you know, your age. We we are ten years apart. That's yeah. not that's not a, a secret. Right, right, right. I can we can have a conversation with somebody ten years older, ten years younger, twenty years older, twenty years younger, and we can all enjoy and talk about the same thing. I talk to my twelve year old son who watches wrestling. Yeah, and but he's like a casual watcher. He's mm-hmm. not me where it's every week. He'll just pop in and out. Yeah, but he will go back to like social media is given the opportunity to go back and watch old matches. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he's been asking me about wrestlers, and I'm like, oh well, if you like that match, go back and watch this match between Shawn Michaels and uh, Kevin Nash. Yeah, mm-hmm. or if you like that match, or you want to see where that storyline originated, go back and watch, you know, Piper and Snuka. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, exactly. And, so, uh, yeah, uh, you know, and like even even my daughter, my daughter's five. You know, big fan of wrestling, likes it. We've gone back because she's Bye, want- Bobby Roode. I love you, Bobby. She's Roode. wanted to see Charlotte's dad wrestle, so we've gone back and watched old Ric Flair matches, old Ric Flair promos. How does it make you feel? Huh? Like, are you the next lineage of the Flairs? Pretty much. That's what I feel like. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And and when I can get to the fact where across a room. 
I can look at her and we too sweet symbol each other. Like that's a that's a big you throw thing. Up the kissy wolves. I throw I throw up the kissy wolves and she says too sweet and like holds it up high. I love that fact. And that is something I think that wrestling can do. They can bridge age gaps. They can put bring families together. They can sometimes pull families apart. Well, we fought. <laughs> we fought constantly. Go back and listen to episode seven and eight. I think. <laughs> uh, you know, but that's the kind of thing that, that wrestling does. You can get that invested in it, you know, that you can have conversations with people you might not have had. Talk to people you might not have talked to before all about this kind of stuff. And I love that. I, that is something I love about wrestling. All right. So we've given our 12 <laughs> things that we love and we right. hate. Mm-hmm. We've gone mm-hmm. over where we're at with WWE. Yep. yep. Where does that leave us, Craig? I think that leaves us on to uh, time to get into the game that is, once again, sweeping the nation. That's right. Gorilla. Real quick, the game is this. We take characters from movies, TVs, comic book, toy lines, whatever, and then we take wrestlers to play those positions. Mm-hmm. Now, I threw you a curve last week. I a said, Craig, curve. Craig mm-hmm. we're going to do G.I. Joe, the little action figures from the 80s. Yes. And the cartoon and the cartoon movie, which I was a big fan of. Yeah, I liked all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing so, I said, pick four mm-hmm. G.I. Joe characters, be it Cobra or G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. And then the wrestlers to play them. And we were going to see if, one, if we picked any of the same characters. Yes. And, two, if we would pick any of the same wrestlers to play different roles, maybe, or Mm -hmm. even the same role. Now, I'm going to let you know what I did. Okay. Okay, please do. Because you know how much I like continuity and I like to tie everything together. That I do. Um, I did two Cobra, two G.I. Joe. All of them have been general managers because that was the big thing this week in wrestling. Wow. Why do you do these themes and then make me look like an idiot who it's, just chose people I like? It's not hard. <laughs> it's really not it's hard. It's really true. not hard. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. So because I threw you the challenge, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Uh, I, too, did two uh, Joe, two Cobra. Do you want to go good guy, bad guy, bad guy, good guy? What do you uh, want to do? Let's go good guy, good guy, bad guy, bad guy. Like, we'll okay. just go back and forth. Right. Uh, so for number one, uh, Duke, Duke of Joe, the big, the big man, the head guy, yep. the field uh, commander, the field commander, not the, General Hawk. No, not General Hawk. The guy actually in the field leading everybody, because right. I feel if you're doing a GI Joe movie, all right, and you are casting people that have been in WWE, you have to have Duke played by John Cena. Like you can't not have John Cena in a GI Joe movie. I don't understand right. how it's possible. I mean, and he's—he used to have the hairstyle. He for used it, to have the hairstyle for it. Now, you know, so I'd go for—I'd go for ruthless aggression. Uh, you, John Cena. You know, he wants to be Captain America too. I know. And there's a big stink about him saying that. But mm. you know what? Why not throw your name out there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I believe he won't be a Steve Rogers, but he could be like the U.S. agent. He yeah. could be like. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Uh, so, who is your? first good guy you want to talk about there. All right. So he's a good guy, but I hate the character from G.I. Joe. Okay. And I'm not a big fan of the character in WWE. Oh, good. But keep going. (laughs) So let me ask you. Let me ask you this. If you're a super great military person Mm -hmm. from one of the branches of the military. Right. And you are going to represent that branch of the military in this elite tactical squad. Mm Mm-hmm. Would your first choice of uniforms be bell bottoms, a white bucket hat, and cap it all off with a parrot? Yeah, because he's a pirate soldier. (laughs) 
I am talking about Shipwreck. Right. One of the worst G.I. Joe characters ever. Oh, I don't know. There's some pretty bad ones out there. Only to be played by mm-hmm. the new Daniel Bryan. I do like that. I do like that. I might have gone more of a Tyler Breeze. Oh, no. <laughs> Tyler Breeze is too pretty. That's true. That's true. Tyler Breeze is way too pretty. Shipwreck did look like he had been shipwrecked for months at a time sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big fan of Shipwreck. But I do like I'm, that he's played by the new Daniel Bryan. Yeah, the new Daniel Bryan. Right. I actually like the older Daniel Bryan. Not a fan of the new one. No, no. All right. Going along the same lines, are we doing bad guy now? Let's go bad guy. Let's okay. go bad guy. Bad guy now. Mm-hmm. Well, I went with the biggest baddie. You went with Duke. I'm going with Cobra Commander. Okay, okay. And the only one that can play the inept, although they're still the leader for some reason, mm-hmm. character of... Cobra Commander, mm-hmm. Baron Corbin. <sighs> yeah, you're right. The sad thing is, is still in charge, but inept is a lot of general managers they've had over the years. Exactly. So, uh, but I like that. I like that. I could even see Corbin doing a, yeah, like a, like Having a, a little hiss, a little hissy, hiss <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a speech impediment. <laughs> yeah, right. But yet right. we think it's cool. Right. Of course. So of course. I mean, and I wouldn't mind seeing Corbin's face covered by a metal mask at all times. No, that'd be fine. Well, I mean, with the shaved head, now he does look like he's got a dome. So. That's true. That's true. So, We're almost there. That's pretty good. What We're about you? Where are you going? Uh, for my first villain, I went with uh, Doctor Mindbender. Ooh, I do like Doctor the Mindbender. Master of Mind Control. Ooh, I can think of a number of people. I've and I went for like. somebody who is a master of mind control. A people who a guy who messes with people's minds in the ring, messes with people's minds out of the ring. Champa. Champa's a great one. Mm-hmm. I could see uh, Kevin Sullivan. Yep, that would have been a good choice yeah, too. That would have um, been a good choice too. I could see a Shawn Michael or even a Triple, a H, Triple H from Degeneration work. X. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Triple H would work in that. Even going well. a little further down the chain, almost a Dean Ambrose at a good Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Not right now, Dean Ambrose. No, no, but mm-hmm. but yeah, oh, I like the Doctor yeah. Mind better. But I really like the Champa thing. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's. Yeah. I feel like he's, you know, he, he messes with his opponent's minds. I think it's it's the way to go. I like that one. All right, a lot. your next good guy, sir. My next good guy. Well, because I wanted to keep my themes going. Mm-hmm. Um, not aesthetically, she doesn't really fit the GI Joe character. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she has the ability to be this type of person. Okay. Okay. So I went with Lady J. Mm-hmm. You know, second right. to the sergeant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have her being played by Paige. Ooh, I like that. I like that. It it goes with your theme. Quiet, assertive, has the ability to do some great stuff, Mm -hmm. but, you know, not really out in the forefront. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. Uh, My second uh, hero uh, was the heavy gun machiner, uh, Roadblock. Exactly. Yeah, I do love uh, I believe Roblox. played by The Rock in the movie, yes. if I remember right. Yes, he was. Uh, but in my in my game... In your game. In my game. Uh, he is played by one Titus O'Neil. Or an Apollo Crews. I figure it could be either one of them. <laughs> I would give it to either well, one. Let's be honest. Titus O'Neil, if he had to carry that big gun, would just fall over. The Very true. He very would true. trip over something. He would trip over it. Apollo Crews, I could see. I could also see a big E. I mean, yeah. we're going yeah. purely by looks. Purely by looks. Purely by looks. Purely by looks. But by personality, I could mm. see a big show. A big show could work. A big show. A big E could work personality-wise, too. Is Was Roadblock the one who only spoke in raps? No, no, no. Which big, one was that? Road, 
Roblox was a good character, but like his thing was he was like super friendly and he liked to cook. Right. Yes, because he was the chef. I remember him being yeah, the yeah, cook. Yeah. So, which is um, why I figured Titus was the good choice. Titus is just a general good guy. Yeah, but he trips over stuff. That's true. And he couldn't handle that heavy equipment. That's true. That's so, true. So, um, that leads us on to our fourth and final. Mm-hmm. And who was your pick on the Cobra side? On the Cobra side, I went for not necessarily Cobra, but an offshoot of Cobra, one of the Dreadnoks. The leader of the Dreadnoughts, Zartan. Ooh, I do like Zartan. The Master of Disguise. Oh, yeah. So Zartan, Master of Disguise, numerous people, can play pretty much anybody. Uh-huh. So I had to think of a character who could be many people. And uh-huh. I went with Mick Foley, a.k.a. Mankind, a.k.a. Dude Love. <laughs> I I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have gone more just from the look and the personality, mm-hmm. like an EC3. Yeah. Oh, that could definitely could have worked, too. Yeah. That definitely could have worked, too. Um, but I, I liked the idea of many different characters. And I feel when you're thinking of someone many different characters, Foley's the one who What about Rey Mysterio with many different masks? Ooh, that would work too. Yeah. That would work too. Mm-hmm. All right, well, my last one. Your last one. My mm-hmm. last one in keeping with my tradition, it's it's guy-girl managers, guy-girl managers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with the Baroness. Of course. And the only one that could play the Baroness would be Alexa Bliss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little Miss Bliss. Little Miss Bliss. Little Miss Bliss. The the evil, evil incarnate, basically, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. But still really hot sometimes. Mm. <laughs> that was yeah. That was creepy. But that was creepy. That was a mm. Mm. <laughs> That was a Vince McMahon sort of. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like little blondes. <laughs> All right. Um, so with that being said, with that being said. that's gorilla position for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you and I have agreed we're going to take the next couple of weeks off because WWE has as well. We're not going to phone in shows that have already been recorded. Right. We're, gonna we're take, not going to phone in shows that they phoned in. Yeah, and we're <laughs> going to take a little time. I'm going on vacation for the holidays. You've got family stuff going on at the holidays. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back at the beginning of next year. Um Right Coast Pro, Marin Championship Wrestling mm-hmm. have been awesome this year. Awesome. We've seen great matches. We've seen things we didn't expect. We've seen dual belt holders. We've seen the rise and fall of Snitsky. Like, we've seen some big things happen from Right Coast Pro and from Maryland Championship Wrestling. They're, they're things that if you're looking for things to check out in 2019, these are the kind of things you need to look for. And these are the shows that are bringing up the new up-and-coming wrestlers. Yes. These are the shows that are going to introduce you to them at the ground floor. Mm-hmm. And these are the shows that are putting in the work and need the most support. WWE, yes. obviously, is going to make big TV money. Yeah. But Right Coast Pro and Maryland Championship Wrestling are in the trenches. Mm-hmm. And they are so audience-friendly Oh yeah. that, you know... If you are debating it, go to one of these shows. Go to a local indie show in your hometown if yeah, you're listening to else. Yeah, doesn't have to be here. Exactly. Yeah. Invest in the time and the money, and you will have a great time at these shows. Yes. Even if it's like some local armory wrestling thing. Oh, just yeah. Just go have fun with it. Because the, the guys there, the girls there, they are there because they love what they do. And they love to get the pop from the crowd, and they love to interact with the crowd. They love to feel that. And being there, you feel more part of it. Not only is it more of a, a close-knit environment, but you're literally five or six rows back for ten bucks. Yeah. Like, you can't beat that, you know? So... We've built a really good relationship with Right Coast Pro. True, true. And I think we would be remiss if we didn't come out and say that uh, we have loved talking 
your promos. Mm -hmm. We have loved talking to your wrestlers. We have loved everything that we get to do because Right Coast Pro has opened their doors to us as their fans. Yes. Mm -hmm. We appreciate all the talent. Mm -hmm. We appreciate all the effort. And we appreciate the fact that you have kept this show family-friendly and entertaining for everyone that goes. Yeah. I mean, you've put on, you know, pretty much every month – an event for the past 50 months. I mean, they just had their 50th event this December. Like, that is huge. Like, and it's it's always good. It's It's been good and just been getting better in the year we've been covering it. So this is this is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make my predictions now. Predict. For Right Coast Pro. Mm-hmm. For 2019. Yep. Number one, Right Coast Pro doubles. Mm-hmm. Doubles in audience, doubles in size. It's just that good. Yeah. Number two, mm-hmm. like I said, have been saying since the middle of 2018. 2019, you're the Baldwins. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. 2019, crazy kids get the titles back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2019, Jason Wilson experience is only going to get more of what the Jason Wilson experience deserves. Which is usually beatdowns. Now, mm-hmm. here's my hopes with Right Coast Pro for yes. 2019. My hopes are this. I need more of the Lucha Libre band. Yes. I, I don't think that's their name, but when you put masks mm-hmm. on a talented band yeah. and have a live show. Totally down with that. Every month. That is like. Do it every month. <laughs> a whole nother level of the cake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I want, from Right Coast Pro, mm-hmm. I want the push that I, I feel Cecil Whirlwind deserves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want that push. Yes. And I need you to know that Mozart Fontaine is still and will probably always be one of the best wrestling names I have ever heard. <gasps> oh, can't deny those. Can't deny. Better better than I, I like the Mozart Fontaine more, but the ring name of Harry M. Baldwin definition of a ring technician, I, I got to say I love that. That whole moniker. More. I love... I love the tag to it, the definition yes, of a exactly. ring technician. I love the tag, and to I that. love the middle initial. I feel the middle initial does well there. Yeah, like it's not just Harry Baldwin; it's Harry M. Baldwin. But and we love Harry Baldwin. We love Jerry Baldwin. Mm-hmm. I just like, I really think the both of them, 2019, like they are going to be staples with Right Coast Pro for as long as they are. Yeah. Now. What I love about Right Coast Pro is their talent is so good. They can move up, go somewhere else, do oh, something yeah. else. And Right Coast Pro is, is just giving us more and more. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. So yes. good on them. Good on you. Looking forward to 2019. RCP, way to go. Our mm-hmm. show is going to move forward in 2019. We have exactly. some big changes coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. When we get back, when we get back that first week of January, you and I are going to have to lay a lot of stuff on the table. It might be more housekeeping than wrestling talk. Right. We've got we've already had in talks with other shows to do this massive, almost year-long pick'em challenge we've been discussing. Yeah. There's you know? a belt. Like, there's we have a, a legit a belt, belt. Now that, and hopefully somebody can take this belt from you so you can stop rubbing your championship in my face. I No, I take the belt and I rub it on your face. Right. Exactly. It hurts. It's, it's not proverbial. It it's hurts. physical. Like, yeah, I it, beat you with the it belt. It physically pains me when you do that. But I watch it on WWE. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. I watch it on TV. It's I learned safe. it from watching Vince, okay? <laughs> I learned it from watching Vince. Uh, but we have a, a lot of things to discuss. Well, like we said, we're bringing back the mailbag segment strong in 2019. Finally going to go through this giant stack of letters. I'm sure taller than Santa's. 
that we need to cover and yeah. we need to read. Um, but it's going to be big things, big big things popping and 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 things. I don't know. I feel there's a song that I don't know in there. All right. Well, with that, we got a few more things we have to do. Um, it wouldn't be Christmas without talking about all the gifts we get. Yes. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest gifts is that we get to do this show on our parent network with Take Two podcast. True. True. If you need anything about movies, TVs, comic books, uh, local entertainment interest, in just general entertainment in, in and of itself, listen to your host on the Take Two podcast. Right, which you were on this past week. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the favorite things I have about Take Two is all the spinoffs that we do. Yes. Uh I don't know if you know this. There is a show called Spotlight where yep. our buddies uh, Tony and Brian mm. go over an actor or director or something in the movie or entertainment industry and give us like a huge breakdown from beginning to end on who this person is. Exactly. We've got Realm with Roy where he, you know, weeds through this cloak and dagger and yeah, if the you're enchanted forest. And... If you're into fantasy, mm-hmm. if you're into anything like that, the macabre, whatever, that's his realm. Yeah. And I got to tell you, Roy's show is kicking it. Like, Always it is good. really good. Uh, um, every, every three to four to six months, we have a soundtracks episode that comes out. No. Mm-hmm. No, we just had one like Our, a month ago. Halloween. Right. It's seasonal well, now. When seasonal. when was the one before that? <laughs> seasonal. Like eight months ago. No, I think it was only like five. Listen, um, we as, also a have, fan, we, <laughs> as a fan, give me what I want. We also have uh, coming out in a few days from you listening to this, we have our Take Two Christmas special. Yeah, get on that. Uh, get on that. There's You'll, a special piece from the, you and I there. A little special piece from your Take Two Takedown hosts here uh, that I hope you all will enjoy and love. By the way, all I'm going to say is subliminally, Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> but thank you for listening to us. Thank you for listening to T3. Thank you for being fans of our show for this past you know, 2018. We love it. We love interacting with all the people that listen to us on Twitter, on email, on everything like that. We as we've said before, we need more phone calls because the more people that call that Tony has to listen to their voicemails about wrestling, the more upset he'll get and the yep. funnier it is to us. My favorite is every time we get a call, <laughs> Tony, Tony going, <sighs> you know, and for you T3 boys. <laughs> we love it. It makes him so angry. Every time he has to answer or he gets a wrestling call mm-hmm. and he, he kicks it to us, he's so upset. It's hilarious. Yeah. And my favorite part of the calls is the email transcript that comes with it, which is not at all what the people said because yeah. Google's not great at that. Yeah. So anyway, we got that. We got that. But, but. keep a lookout. 2019 T3 coming back, coming back, back strong. Big changes, but still but your same show that you week. love. No, we're not. We're not. We're just coming back stronger than we are now, if that's even possible. Right. I mean, I'm planning, working out. I'm planning on taking steroids over this break. Void racing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you again for joining us, folks. We're glad you could be here. Have a safe and happy holiday season. We will see you in the new year. Peace. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, I love you, Bobby Rube. Bye, Bobby Rube. This has been a production of Take Two Podcasts. 
WTTP